Welcome to the Messy Life Mighty Love Podcast. I am Abby, your host, storyteller, fellow Messy Life journeyer, and friend. You are listening to episode 15, Is Jesus Messy? Today I talk about what it means that Jesus walked among us and took on humanity. How does he define messy, and what can we learn from all of it? He touches the leper's skin, identifies with the horrific mess of his disease as he enters this acutely messy situation and brings healing. He lives nomadically, sweating from a full day's walk and washing in a stream or lake. He touches the forehead, the hand of the feverish one, as again he breaks into this unknown mess with healing. Ultimately, he hangs on a tree, so fully identified with this wrecked world that he becomes it. So taking on the stinking, even vicious mess of it all, that all that is broken can be healed. My family and I just finished watching the first season of The Chosen, and we absolutely adored it. Jesus feels closer to us now in this realistic, backstory-driven portrayal of the ministry of Christ and his disciples. There is creative license taken as details of what could have been his life and his disciples' lives are realistically yet most likely somewhat fictionally portrayed. One thing I especially love in this portrayal of Jesus is his humor. He is funny, which is something we often forget. But we know when we are using humor, it means we feel safe, warm. We feel a lightheartedness because Jesus and the Father have everything under control. Jesus lives that out as he portrays a calm, a comfort in his own skin, and utter trust and faith in the Father. So Jesus enters our mess, which makes him identified with it, but he is not messy in the ways where messy is sin, because he is the perfect one. Yet by seeing how he deals with a hot day and its messy byproducts, shows us how we can see it too. We don't have to complain, it is a part of this messy world, but take heart, we are made for another world, and that is where we will end up forever all in the Father's perfect timing. Jesus is always full of the Holy Spirit. Full of the Holy Spirit does not mean a holiness, a set-apartness only. It also means the lightheartedness. I am so glad the chosen evidences with Jesus. When I see that, I remember what it ought to feel like when I am in a place of perfect peace and trust in God. And I remember that this preaches more the many sermons to a watching world. Think of Jesus' surface messiness, having to deal with the messy realities of being in a fallen world, shows us that this is part and parcel of our lives. There was the constant cross of Jesus that he had to carry that was reigning in his full power to change everything about his situation. A well of water? Presto! There it is. A full feast? Wow, here it comes. But no, he didn't just change the messy realities he had to live in. He chose to suffer them for a couple of reasons. First is found in Hebrews 4.15, where it says he was tempted and tried in every way as we were, yet without sin. This isn't only the big stuff like lust or hatred. It's the little things like an ungrateful heart and a complaining spirit. Jesus sweated and even 
for a long period worked a regular job as a carpenter to earn a living. In The Chosen, when he is still doing some carpentry before he starts his earthly ministry, it shows how he cuts himself with one of his tools and dresses the wound. This could very well have happened, yet without sin in his spirit as he dealt with it. Secondly, also found in Hebrews 5.8, it says, Although he was a son, he learned obedience by the things he suffered. Besides being horrifically misunderstood, the plotting to take his life, the dark confrontations with spirits of pride and demons, there was the day-to-day ornery disciples and those closest to him not getting it. Even silly things like bugs and bees. I mean, really, he faced it all. And it all taught him obedience. I think I shared this before, but I am so struck by his needing to learn obedience. And learn he did with all of his heart. So where does this leave us? As we think about Jesus' life, we remember he did everything we could not do. He ultimately laid down his life. But before that, he suffered the realities of first century Palestine with their hot, dusty, sweaty ways without a single complaint. So we can endure anything without a complaint or grumble, and yes, even with some healthy humor. If you haven't watched The Chosen, I highly recommend it. It's so good to show us the messy ways of living and what Jesus faced, yet without any messy ways of sin. It reminds us to laugh, and keeping our eyes trained on Jesus will indeed lead to a blessed lightheartedness. And it ought to give us courage. He has fully, oh so fully, identified with our mess so that we can fully know him in it. Yes, he is the light in the darkness of our mess and his mighty love will never, ever be overcome. I trust you have enjoyed today's podcast. And I hope we will all find ways to live more lightheartedly and to rid ourselves of complaining spirits. There really is so much nuance in our devotional lives. May we all see this more clearly and know him more fully as we live each day. I trust this has been time well spent for you. For more from me, my journey with mental illness, and many other things about which I have written over the years, visit my website abigailolliman.com. That's Abigail, A-B-I-G-A-I-L, Olliman, A-L-L-E-M-A-N.com. There are a couple of free ebooks for subscribers. You can also find me on Instagram at abigail.olliman. To close, I will read the passages I shared before, but in the message. Now that we know what we have, Jesus, this great high priest with ready access to God, let's not let it slip through our fingers. We don't have a priest who is out of touch with our reality. He's been through weakness and testing, experienced it all, all but the sin. So let's walk right up to him and get what he is so ready to give. Take the mercy, accept the help. Hebrews 4, 14-16, again in the message. And then, though he was God's son, he learned trusting obedience by what he suffered, just as we do. And that's Hebrews 5.8 in the message. 
I would love to catch you next time.